And good morning and welcome to BSA Capital, Five Minute Morning Minor on October the 3rd, Monday, October the 3rd. It's a new month. Morning, uh, Ollie. We've got you this morning, Ollie. We've lost Paul somehow. Maybe we lost him in Cornwall. I don't know. Maybe he never got back. Who knows? You have, have you heard from him, Ollie? I haven't, no. Um, we'll be on the hunt as uh, soon as we finish recording. <laughs> if anybody out there has seen Paul, please let us know. Last seen leaving Falmouth for the Hemmerden mine of Tungsten West and then going on to Exeter, we believe. He's lost. Someone please find him. Anyway, Ollie, I hope you had a trip, good trip back from uh, Cornwall. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. Quite heavy traffic. Um, oh, come on, Ollie. You where? were sitting there. You were sitting in your car, not believing you had just beaten me at golf and got an eagle on the fourth hole. <laughs> By the yeah, way, listeners, did, did. Ollie actually played an amazing round of golf round Trevise on Friday morning. So well done, Ollie. Thanks very much. It, it was pretty good. Uh, I also know it's October 3rd. My son ran the London Marathon yesterday uh, in three hours 32 and has raised about £7,000 to the Royal Marsden Hospital. So well done to my son, Alex. Yeah, amazing. Fantastic. Anyway, turning to mining, I don't there's a lot of news out. If you've got some, do say, Ollie. But if not, we'll just talk about maybe what we learned down in Cornwall. Um, there was an announcement out from Clean Tech Lithium. I think that's the only uh, thing worth covering this morning. Their maiden announcement of, I think, their second project, um, uh, the Francisco Basin. So they've declared a resource of about half a million tonnes of lithium carbonate equivalent. Um, so that's at a grade of 305 milligrams per litre of lithium, which is sort of middle to low end of the you know, global range of uh, lithium grades in, in brine salars. Uh, but I think that's pretty much sort of where market would expect it to be based on, on the information that was released um previously but it's still a significant project and you know they've been with with dle far greater successes in terms of uh progress and valuation like lake lake is you know i think one to 200 milligrams per liter so it's not necessarily going to hold it up particularly with the higher recovery should you should get from uh from dle uh, and they'll be moving on to a scoping study which i think is uh 20,000 tons per year for this project um moving ahead towards start that in q4 yeah obviously it was uh floated back at the end of, of in march this year and it's um it had a real spike up actually a few months ago to sort of 60p it's now back at uh, 44p um, as you pointed out, it's still quite early stage in terms of all the lithium stocks. I mean, the lithium lithium carbonate as a price is still going higher. Lithium stocks are sort of have broken away a little bit. I think one of the reasons for that is that a lot of lithium stocks um, are, are listed on the Shenzhen market. Of course, the Shenzhen market has been falling very rapidly um, because a lot of them are owned by Chinese, uh, the big ones. Uh, and I think that's had an impact across a lot of lithium stocks. Uh, they're not following the underlying commodity at all. Uh, and also on clean tech, uh, the FD is a very good friend of ours, Gordon Steen. Um, so we'll always say nice things about him. He's a good guy. Yep, no, that's done well since uh, IPO, um, somewhere above the listing price. So that's a pretty good result for 
an IPO in the last 12 months. Yeah. Now, so let's, if that's all the news, let's have a quick roundup about what you, we'll both give our, our quick comment, shall we, on what we found fascinating about uh, Cornish Mining Conference and what we saw down in Cornwall. I'll let you go first on it, then I'll give you my thoughts. Uh, well, firstly, it was packed. Um, I think there were 160 odd people there. Uh, so the venue was at capacity, which, you know, that's always a, a good starting point. There was a whole range of people there. Um, you know, I think we were fairly familiar with all the stories of the companies that were presenting the vote, but uh, good to see that Cornish Tin announced some drill results um, actually at the conference and announced a new tin discovery in Cornwall um, next to their, their land package, next to the old Wheel of War mine. Um, which you know just shows you don't need to do much drilling to find good results in Cornwall, given how little modern drilling's been done down there. Um, and you know all these sort of successes will help the other players as well. I'm sure. Yeah, I mean that that drill result actually was Cornish Tim, but it actually uh, I believe went slightly into Godolphin Explorations. Uh, land package was right alongside it. So actually, in a way, it was a free discovery for Godolphin exploration, wasn't it? Uh, well, I think we need to check the maps, but yeah, quite possibly. I'm sure it'll add to their target list. Uh, and I mean, talking about tin, I mean, you know, there is clearly a vast amount of tin still to be um, mined down in Cornwall. I, I think it's the most exciting thing about in the mining industry at the moment. The tin price, of course, has come back down from its highs of sort of 45,000. Uh, back down to sort of 20,000. It really had quite a full back. And so a lot of people think the the shine on tin, should we say, has, has come off. Um, but I have to say my view is that there is still this um, supply demand issue in tin um, that isn't going to get at all better over the over the, the coming years. Um, and tin, of course, is, is highly price elastic because you know, if you're building a, a battery into your EV or a battery into, or your iPhone, it's the solder. Uh, and it's only a few cents. And so it doesn't matter if the tin price doubles or triples. So, I mean, I think $100,000, so that's up fivefold from today, is still possible. And I mean, if that happened, these Cornish mining companies are worth an absolute fortune. I think the other thing that came across to me uh, during the day was there was actually a lot more government people down there. I, I spoke to a lot of uh, people involved there, so that was really good to see. Um, and also, I think the general feeling talking around was that there's the, the opportunity for a lot more cooperation or consolidation to make really, you know, one or two big major players, maybe one big production player and one big exploration player. Um, never easy to achieve this because of prices and egos. Um, but I think that's something we should be looking out for going forward in the future. Yeah, no, it was it was good to see so many government people there. I think they've got a lot to do in terms of education um, to learn what the industry needs and how it actually works and gets funded um, before you know, we get too much sort of substantial policy because chances are it could be the wrong thing if it's rolled out too quickly. Um, before it before it gets a proper grasp of of the industry. 
and how it works is very different to you know everything that's already in the UK I think. We certainly wouldn't want to see the government doing a U-turn would we Ollie like they have this morning on the 45p tax rate. <laughs> Anyway, um, enough of politics. We don't want to go to politics on this podcast. That's probably about it, isn't it, Ollie? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, uh, we'll call it a day there and hope that we found Paul tomorrow. Exactly. All right. Thanks, Andrew.